0: Moncrief on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.
0: Uh, now, uh, we'll move on from that because during lockdown, the behavioural scientist Pragya Agarwal would bring her family into the back garden to do something perhaps we all feel like doing from time to time to have a bit of a scream. She wrote a piece about this structured yelling, as she calls it, in yesterday's Observer enjo- and joins us now. Pragya, good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon,
0: Sean. Uh, So could you describe how it would work?
1: Um, It was a a bit of um, an experimental thing initially. I just thought the kids were being very noisy and I was uh, suppressing a lot of frustration. So we went out in the garden and I set the timer and I said we can just scream freely for those uh, few minutes without any um, kind of... um, suppression or anything and we ran around with our arms raised and um that's how it started and the more i looked into it that the more i researched i found out that there are definitive ways of people doing it there's a chinese um uh philosopher uh, who has suggested that we raise our arms up to the sky like a tree and ground ourselves with the feet on the floor so that we stand tall and feel empowered. So there isn't really a fixed way of doing it. The main Mm. principle behind it is that we are letting out all our frustrations, anger, rage, everything in this mighty screams and yelp without any sense of inhibition.
0: Yeah. Now, obviously, it was a very uh, frustrating time for uh, for most people. So how often did you do it and how long would you do each session for?
1: Um, We started off uh, doing it once every day. Um, and it was initially just for a few minutes because I, as I wrote in the piece, I found it quite difficult to start off with because after years of suppressing the notion of scream and thinking the screams are ugly and unfeminine and that we shouldn't scream, as, especially as women. Um, I couldn't really do it while my children didn't find it very difficult at all, as <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> So, but um, we, we just started it with a few minutes and then we started doing it a couple of times a day because we realized it was really helping and it was really lifting our mood.
0: Right. So. And and the, the screams over time when you all got used to doing it, did you, did you feel it was anger that was coming out or, or, or a mixture of emotions? Or if you like, I suppose I'm also wondering, is there such a thing as a positive scream?
1: Absolutely. I think screams have got such a negative image for a very, and I, a very long time through history, especially when women's, women are screaming. They've been seen as unfeminine or angry or too emotional or too sensitive and not, not considered, as I said, feminine enough. And as we know in Irish mythology, we have the banshees and in the Indian mythology, we have different kind of women who have seen as angry. Um, so yes, I mean, it's, it's about letting, Emotions, the extreme of emotions that we sometimes are not allowed to show in public, letting them all out. And yes, it can be a mixture of frustration and rage at things, but it can also be joy as well and happiness. So it can be a mixture of all the extreme emotions that we are not we are lo- supposed to suppress.
0: Yeah, because I, we're supposed to emotionally regulate ourselves all the time, uh, particularly when we're kind of in work circumstances. Uh, and you can't help but wonder how much in the course of it and you hear you hear people have you know in in here in a radio station people have uh, um they're not having an argument they say something in a very even tone of voice which to communicate one thing, but you can infer from that that they're actually screaming at them and and calling them all sorts of horrible names but behind it all and you'd wonder does that does that fester inside you that you don't do that.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think we all experience emotions in similar ways, depending on our temperament and personalities and depending on the context. But we... Evaluate the thresholds around us in society and in workplaces and organization. There's something called an impro probability or a th- impropriety threshold that's set in different contexts in social co- cultural context. And we evaluate that and then we regulate our emotions and suppress them according to that. So we're constantly doing this little dance and it takes a lot of toll on our mental and physical health. And it's shown that actually depression, anxiety, insomnia can be linked to how much emotions we are regulating and suppressing every day as well. Um, And we know that in workplaces, especially anger is seen as something that's quite negative. But interestingly, it has a gendered element as well that women are penalized more for showing anger and considered worse leaders if they show anger, as compared to men who are considered quite authoritative. As I talk in my book, hysterical about the notion that men are not penalized for anger and for screaming and for raising their voices as much as women. So I suppose. From that perspective, it is also we have to think about who is suppressing our emotions more than others.
0: Mm. Do do, do you think that women tend to suppress their emotions more than others?
1: Absolutely, Um, especially the negative emotions because there's a long history of how women have been considered too emotional, too sensitive. There's an inherent paradox in how women have been perceived because culturally, historically, socially, women are perceived that they cannot handle their emotions or extreme of emotions like anger, the strong emotions, and women are too fragile to be able to deal with these strong emotions. While in it's seen as a masculine attribute, this kind of strong emotions that men need these strong emotions to be able to lead and to be authoritative. They need that bit of aggression. It's associated with masculinity, but it's not seen as a feminine attribute. That is why um, women are seen to be uh, overreacting, especially Even in medical domains, women's pain is underestimated because they they think that women are being expressing their pain too much or overestimating their pain. And so it's not seen to be as um, authentic by even medical and health professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that kind of bias that exists as well. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, there's a lot of research that I did for the book about how the, this the whole notion of emotions are quite gendered.
0: Yeah. And, and, and how did your neighbours react to uh, uh, the uh, screaming sessions in the back garden?
1: I think initially I was quite uh, reluctant to do that because we we're always chashing our children. I think there's a certain kind of norms that establish in neighborhood as well that we don't raise our voice, that we don't mm-hmm. want to inconvenience our neighbors. And we were living in such close proximity during pandemic, especially when everybody was at home. Um, I was also thinking about how that gets certain kind of a class dimension as well, the notion of screaming and how certain kind of middle class neighborhoods people don't raise their voids or mm. don't want to hear each other over the boundary walls so yes i think we were quite worried about it but there was a little bit of intrigue there was people some neighbors were a little bit concerned and surprised and baffled and they asked some questions Um, But it didn't carry on for too long. We didn't do it for hours at end, on end. And I think they got used to it after a while, probably set their clocks. Do you
0: you still do it occasionally? Just because it sounds kind of cathartic running out into the backyard and a bit of a scream.
1: Yes, it was very cathartic, especially for me. And also, I think for the children, because they suddenly... I want to model that we don't have to suppress these emotions. We don't have to constantly ask them to be quiet. And I know, as I said in the piece, there is a, that element that even in most gender-equitable households, girls are asked to be quieter and more um, suppress their screams and loud voices more than boys. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do that. Um, yes, I found that I, it, really, it really helped me release some of the frustrations and raise and exhaustion. And I felt so much better after that and there is a huge scientific research and neuroscience research around that as well now.
0: Pragya, thank you very much for speaking with us uh, today. That's uh, Pragya Agawal there a behavioral scientist that the name of her book is hysterical Exploding the myth of gendered emotions. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk We'll take a break back in a minute. Moncrief brought to you by Avant money Think you're getting the
1: best value from your bank. Think again Weekdays
0: at 2 pm on News Talk.